Brute, Corso, and Catone. I think, I think, listen, Mark, listen, hold on. When I say, would you have caffeine today? What the hell is that up to Presented by Special Sauce Podcast, Studio 42 Design, and Corso Law Group. Now for the real deal New England feel, Corso and Catone. Welcome into Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. I'm Corso, subbing into the and game. And I'm for... not Catone. <laughs> subbing yeah, into the game today. Subbing into the game. Already you're going to try to steal it? Really? Sub- subbing into the game, he's yeah, saying. Yeah, subbing, <laughs> subbing in as a backup in the game. We're not taking over the show is Joe. He is with us pulling double duty. Thank you, Joseph. And like a relief uh, pitcher over here. Yeah, you're with us uh, on YouTube, iHeartRadio, a Apple Podcast, or wherever you podcast. And check us out on Twitter, of course, uh, our heated hotline, Joe, 855-313-PATS. Give us a call 24-7. Leave us a message. Anything is on the table, have a take. We want to pick yours. So make sure you have a take and call us 855-313-7287. Hey, we have a lot to get to today. Uh, we're going to talk yep. Celtics Quest for 18. We have that yes. weekly rewind. We're going to go Corso's Crisis today. Stick around for that. And, uh, of course, our heated hotline. We'll hear from one of you in the nation. Yankees versus Red Sox. We're back in that. We have that on the table again. And in real deal, we got our OTA reaction. So, Joe, mm. welcome. Yes, welcome. Welcome. I like your, I like your background there. You like it? I tried to make it a little bit patriotic, you know, with yeah. a little patriots and a little patriots hats or Let's whatever go. they are. And for those of you who don't know, Joe is with me today. Joe's out in Arizona. Yes, yes. I decided to okay. go get some sunshine. You know, so that's my and that's my helmet. Let, you know, let's make it clear whose helmet yeah. that belongs yeah. to. Okay, you know, Old I might school. I might put it on later on in the show, depending. Old school. Depending I mean, if, yeah. uh, you know, if Mark's always torturing there. me about being, you know, old school. You know, listening to things like the Doobie <laughs> Brothers. Anyway, so uh, we got we got a lot. Been a great week. Um, even though it's June, there's still a ton to talk about, and nothing more than the Celtics. So, yep. are we ready to do that? I think we should be ready to do that. So, uh, let's, well, let's, uh, let's get, get to it. Weekly ride. rewind, Joe. Yeah. yeah. I'm going back, back, going back through the week. But a weekly rewind. rewind. So game one is in the books. The Celtics uh, defeated the Warriors in Golden State, one twenty to one hundred eight, and um, I, I and I my eyebrows and eyes are raising up because I don't I don't know that too many people uh, expected that. But that's were you the surprised? question. Well, were you surprised with that? What, what you know? What are your reaction to it? Was this a surprise for you? Well, you know, I, I mean, was it a surprise for anybody? I think it was because I don't think anybody expected them to you know when how they won and how much they won by but to win it all you know i didn't even first of all can we can we kick back to last week's show and go did anybody expect them to get in except for you guys you know what i mean and the boston fans to be there in the first place i mean let's talk about that you know because that's all you're hearing right right i mean look all you heard yeah all you heard before was you know Golden State's fantastic. They're great at home. I don't think they've lost a playoff game this this season um, at home. So yeah. I think I think the general thought around was 
Celtics are probably going to lose game one. Golden State's going to come out full of juice. You know, they, you know, they, right. they, the beginning of the finals, you're getting announced. Okay, so you, you know, you're getting announced. They do the big fanfare thing in, in, mm. in the arena and all that crap. And so it's for them to drop game one, that's, that is surprising to most people. I think it is surprising to most people. Now, some people are going to act like they knew that that was coming away. But I will say, yeah. if you go back and listen to well, us, okay, that, you know, I, I've been saying it, that I think top, you know, because they play, both teams play probably eight players, mm-hmm. roughly. And I'd yep. say top to bottom, top eight, I think the Celtics are a better team. I've said it coming in. I think they're top to bottom, just a better team. Um, mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. am I Am I shocked and surprised that they did this? No, I'm not. I am a little surprised that it happened in game one. You know, I mean, I, I really thought Golden State would take them to them in game one. They didn't, you know, they didn't do that, especially given the fact that it, the way the game kind of went, you didn't really get what you thought you'd get from Tatum. Right, right. You know, and he didn't show yeah. up and he didn't, he didn't play as well as we all think he can play and should play. And so... Is that's he, a that's surprise. Is he going to? Is he ever going to? That's I think the question you guys have been asking, and you know, I'm going to keep reiterating to the f- fans out there, as as far as you guys are concerned out there, and listening to Corso and Catone, because you guys have been talking about him from the beginning, whether or not he can lead the team, not lead the team. Is he able to do it? Will he ever, ever get there? Is it Brown? Is it him? Who's gonna Who's gonna take control? Is it him? Is he ever gonna be that guy? Or do they need that threesome? To, to just move forward well okay so I, I think he is i mean we've told <laughs> we've talked about his we've talked about his that demeanor that the, the way he conducts himself brings himself to the table and he's not he's not a fiery guy he's not a rah-rah guy he's not a guy that's going to get people's face and all that stuff so he's going to have to be a lead by example guy right so when you talk about is he going to be the guy well let's talk about what we saw in game one versus just generally so you know, he, he he doesn't have a lot of points. Uh, let's see. He, in 42 minutes, where are his points? Come on, Chris. It's uh, 12 points. So mm-hmm. he's got 12 points, but he had 13 rebounds. That's a number that, that I stuck out in my head. So he's contributing in other ways. So, no, he's not getting his points, uh, clearly. Um, and But he's affecting the game in other ways. And to me, that's, that's showing up. That's a superstar also that's not having a good night. Now, I don't like the people that are coming out and basically saying – Oh yeah, he's still a star. I mean, you got 13 assists. That helps. That look, he's gonna have to score. Right. In this series, he's gonna have to get his. Period. I mean, you you can't you can't win this series with Tatum getting 12 points a game and 13 re, uh, 13 assists. It's not gonna happen because the you other think, guys aren't gonna shoot like that. Do you think that's a trend that he's following? That trend is gonna is he gonna be that guy to to now become like uh, you know? Well, we've seen it, haven't we? We've seen yeah. it in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it in other games in the playoffs where he'll have a fantastic game. They don't come in and at home, too, it happens. And he'll just show up and, and lay an egg. Right. The difference with this game than though some of those others, it was a game he had 10 points, mm-hmm. but he didn't have the assists. He basically went into a shell. And that's what you worry about with Tatum and his, his mindset. Don't forget, he's 24 years old, too. You know, right. Now, you know, this he had been in three conference finals before this his first NBA finals, but he is 24 years old. However, you worry about him going into that shell in this game. He didn't do that. So I'm encouraged at the fact that he, you know, he made his presence known in some different ways. 
Um, which, which to me, like, looks like a you know, it, it, it the potential of having what uh, we've talked about in the past of, of having that big three, and then every team pretty much usually comes down to having that big three. Um, in this case, him, uh, Brown, and uh, um, Smart, right? But are they in that in that uh, uh, the idea of the big three? Is he, let's say, the Larry Bird? or the Garnett or the Pierce. So can he do that? Can he be one of those guys? Yeah, I mean, he needs to be. I mean, you, he you needs talk to about, be. we know he needs Well, to you be. talk about good. Okay, well, you talk about those guys. You mm-hmm. talk about Bird. So in that era, when you, you know, Bird, Parrish, McHale, you know. Right. Yeah, he would be playing the Bird role. He would be playing the Garnett role, except the difference with him is he doesn't have the same kind of mindset. He's not that fiery guy. I mean, Garnett was a nut job. I mean, he was out there crazy, you know. Ah! And all this other stuff going on. I mean, no, you're not going to get that from Tatum. But let me ask you this: but the big, but, but the, the finish though is. Yep. I'm sorry. The the you know, don't be sorry. Just be quiet. Yeah, you know, just be just <laughs> shut the hell up, Joe. Okay, 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 guys. <laughs> so no, but seriously, I when you say big three, people are reluctant to say they, there's a big three here now because of of smart. People just won't give smart that third guy status. Mm. I think you can now because. Defensive player of the year, what he brings to the table. And I think he is that spark, like he claims to be, the emotional spark. So, yeah, I think you could say there's a big three. Um, the difference between all of those guys you're talking about is the experience. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. You, when when those guys came into Boston, Garnett, Pierce was already there, Allen, these guys were vets. These guys right. came in as veterans who were trying to win a ring. These are homegrown. We have today is homegrown guys. You know, guys that have been here from – drafting from getting drafted and now working their way up and so it's it's a big three in the making i want to say i still and think so they I, need another piece but go ahead my question about that in 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 you you mentioned garnett as the bird type was it him or was it pierce no it, it was it was it was garnett because garnett yeah. was the yeah garnett was the star he was the scorer he was the guy that can put it in pierce was a leader Pierce was Pierce was fantastic. I mean, she could shoot, could get to the rim, get to do it, you know. But as far as NBA and talent, you know, mm. Garnett was the guy. You know, Garnett was the guy, and he was the vocal leader. I mean, when they were in those huddles, you know, Garnett was laying on Rondo. I mean, really, really busting his chops all the time. And if you listen to guys like Perkins, who played was the center on that team, he'll right. tell you the same thing. I mean, nobody really mentions Pierce when they talk about that leadership, that main guy. It's always Garnett. So, no, Tatum's going to have to be that guy. He is. But, again, I like how he contributed, but it's going to have to get better. Yeah. But with that, sure. even with that, okay, you take a, take aside the Tatum, you know, for one second. God, I'm, 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 I'm pleased and encouraged with what the hell these guys did, what the role guys did stepping up. I mean, mm-hmm. Pritchard, Hawford, um, White. Man, White White is having a, you know, he's having an MVP type two series. I mean, he's shown up in a in a in a in a real real big way. I mean, coming off the bench, I'd say he's their sixth guy. I mean, twenty one points. You know, that's, he I mean, averages yeah. about fourteen. So that's that's fantastic. And and I think can they keep this up? You know, that's. That's the that's the thing. question. I mean, yeah. I mean, like they're they're going into it now because like the question about can they keep this up? I I think you're leaning into the idea that you know can they keep this up as a, as a um, as a team moving forward. 
But like, well, who who goes? They, they, we want to win the goal now. We want to win the goal. We, they want to win the championship now. Can they do it right now? Is the question. yeah? You have to. You know what I mean? Because nobody wants. Games. Nobody cares about silver. Like I mean, they got to win the game. That's the right. thing. No, the you know no, I mean? no prizes for second place. No prizes for second place here. No, but I think along those lines, you say, can they keep it up? Well, they don't. You need three more wins. This is right. not about. This is not a during the season kind of conversation where it's like, okay, we need to get, we need to improve this situation so that when we get to the playoffs or we final stretch of the season, where you know we're right there, we're on top. This is not that situation. This is band aid it, do whatever you have to do, sneak out wins, scrape out wins, do whatever it takes to get three more wins. That's it. That's all yeah. it takes. And yeah. I don't know. When I start now, when I when I step back now, and look at both teams, that's the question. So now you have to say to yourself, well, okay, does is which team is going to be that team that just does anything it takes, whatever it takes, to get those four wins? And now for the Celtics, three more. I got to tell you, man, I look at the Celtics and I look at their mentality and the road they had to take to get here. Mm. You know, with with Brooklyn and and Brooklyn, they swept them, and I get it; they were a mess. But you still had two of the best players in, in basketball on that team, Durant Kyrie. And you had yeah. to deal with all that talk and all that nonsense yeah, that's, going on. But I think that's part of it, though. I think that's right. part of, of what made them go down. You know what I mean? And in yeah. this scenario, there's a few on the other on, on the Warriors who do that, too. You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. And so, and so the road that Boston had to take, I mean, you know, then going through Milwaukee, who mm. we thought, you know, Mark this it too. This is that was probably the NBA finals, the Milwaukee versus Boston, you yeah. know, to see who yeah. wins the whole thing. It was a shame that they had to meet in the semi, not in the conference final, but then you got the heat. So I think the road that Boston took versus Dallas and some other teams that um, Golden State had to play battle tested mm. more so than Golden State. So I think Boston's a scrappier team, you know, and I like that because that's how you scrap, win, scrape out games. They went down 13 points, Joe. Yeah, in that game coming in, they had a terrible third quarter to Boston, but then they come and outscore Golden State forty to sixteen, I think, in the fourth quarter, and yep. just and just shut the door on them. And Golden State had no answer. So you flip it to the other side and say, mm. is gold? Does Golden State have enough to get down in the trenches and dig out a win when they're going to need to do it in Boston because they just lost home court. So Boston's had to protect court who they've had trouble doing. The Celtics have had trouble winning at home. They're great on the road in the playoffs, but right. they've had trouble winning at home. Can Golden State dig down and do it? I know they have individuals. Yeah, I know they have individual guys that can get it done. You know, Curry, Thompson, uh, Wiggins. Mm. These guys, you know, uh, they had but, their points too. You know, uh, Yeah, but even Michael Jordan needed there? a team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even yeah. Michael Jordan needed a team. Even Larry Bird needed a team. Even uh, Magic Johnson needed a team. And I know I date myself. My I date my I date myself in a small wedge in the '80s of those teams because those that's I feel like where basketball really kind of st stuck in my brain as far as like what truly basketball players were all about. The, well, Bird and Magic say Bird and Magic, but like all oh. of what Mark usually talks about too of the fire of of those players and you know the Pistons and. Oh, just the whole thing, just a nitty gritty sort of basketball. And now it's kind of like, eh, mez, you know, but some yeah. of those players on this team, I, uh, you know, yeah, Corey can do it, but like, can he do it alone? I don't think so. 
Well, that's the thing. I mean, he had 30 points. Um, You know, he was he at the beginning at the beginning of that game. Okay, I mean, he had 34 points. So, you know, and and his his three point shooting was seven for 14. So he's 50 percent at three from three point. I mean, that's, you know, even for him, that's good. But here's here's the here's the thing. Curry's going to do what Curry's going to do. You know, he's going to score those points. He's going to be he may not play. He may not shoot 50 percent from three point. Right. He's a hell of a lot more capable of doing it than Boston's going to do it collectively, which is what they did in game one. You know, he can shoot 50%. I think he's going to give you 40s, which is extremely high percentage for three point. But when you look at the numbers, Joe, I mean, you're talking, okay, <laughs> you know, for Boston, they, their field goal percentage, you know, just shooting from the field, you know, they were 50, they were 50% shooting. That's excellent. You know, yeah. uh, Golden State wasn't that far. They were 44%. So the shooting was good. When you go to three-point, Boston was 51% from three-point range. And a lot of that came in the second half and in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, Curry was 50%, but they were 42%. I think that, that Golden State has more of an ability to maintain that high three-point percentage in the 40s than Boston does to get up to that 40-50. So, you know, can, can I guess the long and the short of it is, can Golden State play better? Yeah, they can play better, especially in that fourth quarter like that because they kind of died in that fourth quarter, you know? Yeah, they kind of lost a few. Curry was missing you know? shots too. But do you, you think know? they died because of, of, of you know, their attitude that they, they thought they were going to win? Or do they, you think they died just because they lost gas or, or, you know, just didn't have it, just didn't have the plays? And, extreme- and I do have a question about that, having the plays as far as it goes in coaching, too. Yeah. Does does coaching even matter at this point with guys like that playing like that? Does it matter? Yeah. What are um, they doing out there? To me, at this stage, it shouldn't it shouldn't make a difference. But see, I would I if you asked me that last series mm. and even in Milwaukee, I would have told you, no, it doesn't matter as much. In fact, I think Mark did say that. Um that no, it doesn't make as much of a difference. But when you get to a final, you're talking about two teams that aren't, you know, they're not used to each other. They don't play, I think they play twice a year, you know, something like yeah. that. You know, one there and one here or two there, or two here, something, you know. And so they're not as familiar with each other. They're just not. So now the coaching comes in, um, some game strategies, how you're going to defend the three. But in, and in like this game, in, in this series, Boston's mindset's completely different. You know, right. when you were playing against Milwaukee, you had to worry about the paint. You know, you were willing to give Milwaukee three-point shots because they were terrible. Their, their three-point percentage and their field goal percentage was terrible. But – and so you had to protect the paint. In this series, completely flipped. The, the, I, Golden State – and Mark said that Golden State's one of the best shooting teams, if not the best shooting team in the league. And if you give them those shots, they're going to hit them. And you saw that in the first half of that game. They just drain them all. Curry's going to hit shots he shouldn't, that nobody should. But generally speaking, Thompson and some of these other guys, Wiggins, they're going to hit those shots. I mean, Igodala came off the bench all of a sudden. He's, you know, if you're going to let that guy beat you, you know, you should pack it. I mean, that guy shouldn't be hurting you. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. So I don't think I'm, I'm not too worried about him, but they can hit their shots. So the mindset changes. So to, to answer your question in my long, drawn out way of doing it, 
That's okay. I think the fans like it because you know what it is. I, I, I'm I, pretend I'm the fans, you know, and I want to hear from you. I want to hear what what your thoughts are because, uh, you know, I think a lot of our fans we've had some questions come in uh, to our email too, and I'll, I'll put that present that up later on uh, in the show. Our email, if people want to write into us, which they have and had some questions. Always some plugging. Always, always plugging. Plug, always going to be plugging. <laughs> but I mean, they've had some questions, you know, for for Chris to explain some things. Uh, his vast knowledge, oh wise one, your vast knowledge of some right. of these sports, and yeah, Mark right. too as well. Um, but uh, some of those questions I have too. You know what I mean? Uh, as far as like who's doing well, what, to, coaches, but, why do they matter, all that sort of stuff. But to finish this with the coaches, Joe is hmm. look. I'll t- okay, I'll t- give you a moment in the game because I honestly, and, and people think I'm going to be crazy, I think that the coaching, I think coaching, the nod goes to Boston in this situation. I really do. I, I don't like Steve Kerr, though. This is why. I didn't even like him when he played for freaking Chicago. You know, I'm a little gnat. I'm going to slap him in the head. But anyway, no, I mean, if you, there was a moment in this game. Yep. They were having a lot of trouble defending the three-point shot. Curry specifically and there was this they, they might come up they put the microphones on guys and so when they're in the huddle talking you can hear and marcus smart was discussing that with the team explaining to them well this is what we need to do we need to start high we need to start defending high up and then drop down to the paint versus come up on the three-point shooter okay and when they started to do that it got better you know, they missed a few. They w- Oh, they weren't trying them. Curry deferred on some of those where he would normally have shot, and then he passed off, okay? That kind of that kind of analysis and, and breakdown in the huddle, that's coaching. And I mm. hear Doka doing the same thing. Okay. Flip side of that, you hear Steve Kerr in his basically saying in that fourth quarter when things were going south, mm-hmm. I didn't hear any X's and O's. What I heard was, hey, we're in good shape. We just got to hit a couple of shots. Got to, you know, get some get a couple stops. You know, but I think we're in good shape, and 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 that to your next the other question, which was the Golden State's mindset and their confidence. Right. You know, right. we're in good shape, and then they come out of that huddle and they proceed to turn the ball over, and 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 Horford hits a three point shot, and the game's basically over. That's not coaching. No, that's just like hey, you know, rah rah rah, let's go, we can win. You know what I mean? Right. That doesn't help in this scenario. And that's why I ask you that question: is as though does it even matter when you're when you're giving those sort of things? Because it never mattered when I played sports. I'm like, okay, great, thank you. I needed some some focus, something yeah. specific. To, somebody, to somebody, nail. give me a lifesaver here. Give Christ, me something. I'm over here you trying know? to, yeah, I'm dying out here. Help me out, coach. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but but that's to me, that's you know what we can see going forward and 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 I want to get your your prediction in a second as to who you think wins and how it goes but um mm. but do you did you hear the reaction did you did you watch any of the pressers after the press conferences with with Draymond Green and some of these guys no, and- I don't even listen he's he's a jerk I I just don't like I don't like people with that arrogance you know what I mean and and, and his arrogant attitude towards like you know he just had that flippant sort of way about him like they were going to we're going to win you know that yeah. sort of feeling. I'm like, and they still had it. They still had it after the game. Draymond Green, and then I go, we're, we're cutting short here. We got to get going. But Draymond Green comes out basically like no big deal. And he's right. looking at the stat sheets and he's going, oh, you know, 15 to 21, 15 to 23. You know, you had, you had the bench guys, you had White, Pritchard, and Hawford combined mm-hmm. for 15, three, 15 out of 21 or 23 in three point shots. And he's looking at that saying, yeah. Those guys had had that. 
yeah, you know, he kind of giggled a little. Huh? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be okay. We'll be okay. Okay, you're going to be okay? Because, mm. again, we just talked about this. They only need three more wins. This is not for the future. This is for now. Right. How many times are you going to? Curry was the same way. Eh, you know, we'll go. Don't tell me. Don't freaking sit there and tell me, Curry, Draymond, Kerr, all these cool customers over there. Don't you tell me that losing game one at home in the finals and <laughs> yeah. you just lost home court advantage isn't a big freaking deal right now. Isn't. It's, it, it, you know what I mean? Of course has it he is. Won? Has he ever lost that one game one ever over there? I don't think so. Not certainly not in a final. I don't believe he is. I don't, I don't yeah, think they've exactly. lost a home game this this playoff. So that's got to be a shocker to them yeah. that Boston can go in you know? there and do something like that and close when it's time to close. So, okay, who 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 wins, Joe? Well, part of my what you know, it's finishing off game that two's statement. tomorrow. Game two's tomorrow. But part of my my uh, uh, addition to what you're just saying is that that flipping attitude, that attitude, that arrogance. Um, yeah, we're going to win it. We're going to do it. I know you're going to have that, but I feel that that's like that's a mask because right now Boston came in as the underdog, and I think the underdog's going to take it, not just because of a biased Boston fan, but because they got the fire right now, yeah. and they need, to, they need to keep it going, keep that fire lit and going, and then close it out and done with it. We're done hearing about Curry, you know? Well, that's, you know, listen, that's the thing Boston's had trouble doing is putting back-to-back games together. They've done it now in two series um, mm-hmm. where they have put back-to-back games, good games together, um, you know, game six and seven and so on in the last series. Can they do it again, and can they protect finally? Can they protect home court? Because they haven't been able to do that. So I think the Celtics are going to win this game, but I honestly think it's going to take another win in Golden State. I think they're going to drop one at home because they seem to have that kind of, you know. And, geez, you know, when you watch the home crowd, in Boston, they're doing everything. I've never seen a crowd do everything they can do to edge to urge that team to play better. I've never seen anything like it, and they they couldn't do it. So mm-hmm. let's see if they can do. It. Let's see if they can hold court um, at home. But I don't think they're going to shoot. They're not going to shoot fifty percent from three point range. That's not going to happen. Those three guys are probably not that I mentioned. That probably won't happen. But you can, if you can keep it in the high thirties, low forties, I think you're in good shape. And you only got to do it yeah. for three more three more times yep. to get it done. Yep. But I don't think Tatum's going to have a game like that again. So, to me, so, they win, and they win in six. And we're hoping for a number 18 to get up in those those rafters. That's so. my – yeah, we want that. That quest for 18, quest for 18. And oh, let us know what you think in Heated Hotline. Give us a call. Weekly Rewind was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? Specialsaucepodcast.com. Hey, when we come back – Joe Corso's crisis. Let's right hear after, it. Right after this. Okay, so, and Joe, keep it on the double here because this is going to be our crisis today <laughs> because I know I know you're going to agree with me on this. And, uh, you know, well, by the way, when Mark sees this, he's going to be, you know, he's like, oh, no, We're gonna, this is going to take over. There's going to be no It'll be, it'll be the next week's Catone's comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next week Catone's comments will be, I don't like Corso's crisis. Get it off the freaking air. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, okay. 
Parents so, of what parents. is the crisis? Let's hear it. Well, I'm going to tell you. Parents, <laughs> parents of children, just oh. piss me off to no end. Okay, specifically in sports <laughs> activities, things like that. Have, I, have you ever experienced a situation where you're either coaching in a game, even a parent watching your kid play, and they're about somewhere between five and like 10 years old in that range? Because after 10, oh. that gets competitive, you know, yeah. and you're watching these idiots and these fools, okay? <laughs> watching their children who are, by the way, out in the field, court, diamond, stage, wherever these kids are, they're picking daisies, they're spinning around, they're talking to each other, throwing their glove up in the air. They don't give a shit at all, these kids, about what's going on out there. But the parents... Why is it my wow. kid playing? Why? Yeah. Well, my kid should be playing. That's always a famous one if you're a coach. My oh, kid I had that playing. one. I had that one. I had I had a, a group of kids. I was coaching soccer one time. You know, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, whatever. They're out there. One kid just didn't want to play. Didn't want to play. He's like, he was scared. I'm like, you got to go out there. Just try it. Get out there. You know, it's, it's fun. Get out there, whatever. No, no, no. Father came up to me after the end of the game. Why is my kid playing? Why don't you put him in there? I'm like... Well, the kid doesn't want to play. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, you know, like strong arm him, put him in a headlock, throw him on the court. Like, yeah. he just doesn't want to play. <laughs> you know, what am I right. supposed to do? But he's like, huff and puff. I'm like, bro, I'm, first of all, I was 15 years old at the time, too. I'm like, like, the kid's yeah. five. I'm 15. I'm doing this for like extra credit or something, you know? Hey, and, the, and the official, and when you're refereeing a game, if a guy, you know, guys oh, that I yeah. know that in high school, ref, you know, were umpires or refs or things like that, and, and the crap they're giving to the officials. Oh my God, I've never seen anything you, like we it. We hang out. Dude, the I'll, kid's I'll, seven. No, hold on. The kid's seven years old. He's seven. The score, like, what, what do you care? The kid's having fun. He's playing good out there. Whatever's going on, you're giving it to the friggin' referees. These yeah. guys don't even know what their own name is. That's they're what I'm saying. Like, they're getting like 20 bucks a game to do That's this shit. Yeah. Standing out saying, in 110 degree weather. You're calling them officials and they're going, That's a 15 year old kid. He's just doing that, you know, for like 20 bucks for an hour. He's going to get, right. he's going to go spend that at McDonald's later. So on. there's a guy, right? And, and flag, <laughs> flag football was the worst. Here it the is. The worst I've ever, at least in tackle football, you're away, you're like further away from the people. So they can bitch and they can. Although I'll tell you what, I had I had an undefeated championship team, okay, and we're in the playoffs, kicking the living crap out of this team, okay. And so I'm putting backups in. I felt bad for the other time. We were beating the living hell out of them. Plus, I wanted the game to go longer. I hear from the stands, "Are you going to call a timeout? Why don't you call a timeout?" I'm turning around. I'm like, "Can somebody go get this guy a freaking uh, Dr Pepper or something? <laughs> we leave me the hell alone right now." But anyway, flag football. So I got this kid and, you know, he's one of these kids where good athlete, good athlete, but, you know, he had a lot of growing up to do. He sucked. Which is, which is, no, he didn't suck. Tell he was a good athlete, <laughs> but, but, but he had a lot of growing up to do, right? Which is fine. You know, at, at eight, nine, 10 years old, I get that. That happens. Evidently, the father's got a lot of growing up to do too. So mm. I'm standing there now, what you're trying to teach the kids you know, in these situations is, look, part of a team, team concept, all these kinds of things that go along with life, life lessons, life. how you how you perform here, you can utilize now that. So one of the assistant coaches, you know, I'm, I, this one kid, couple of kids, they would come off the field and they go sit with their parents. OK, <laughs> instead of being 
on the, on the sideline. Now, in flag football, the parents are about this far away from where we are. Okay? <laughs> I mean, that's about it. And for you on the radio, I'm, I'm looking at about a foot, two feet. That's it, 24 inches. That's how far back they are. So they're right up your ass. Okay? And so now what happens, and he comes out of the game. He goes over to his parents. So finally, I say to one of the one of the coaches, I said, the next guy that the next guy that goes because we're telling them not to. The next guy that goes to sit with their parents, they got to come out of the game for a while. Oh, really? Because they got to learn, you know. Yeah. So the guy, I'm talking to the coach, not anybody else. I'm walk down the sideline. Here comes the father of one of the kids that's doing of this athlete, this kid, who by the way, every time he hits the ground, is crying. So. <laughs> So, so the guy comes up to me and he's like, he's like, Hey, what's your problem? What's your problem? So I looked at him. So what are you like? What? Who are you? And then, and he's like, what? They can't come and sit with us. I said, no, look, I'm trying to, I said, we can talk about this after if you want, but you know, he's, I said, look, I just, I want them with the team. It's the team concept, all that. And he's like, so now he's like pissed off. And like mm-hmm. getting mad at me and 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 carrying on like a fool. And I said, finally, I leaned in and quiet. I'm letting him go. And I, I leaned up to him. I said, you know, I can understand now why I'm seeing what I'm seeing. What <laughs> are <laughs> your kids? So why don't you go sit down? But this is what you get. And 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 the last thing I'm going to tell you, with the, the biggest fool I ever dealt with, okay, was at the end of the championship year. Oh okay, yeah. Tackle football. I got the guys on the 50 yard line. We're talking. Everybody's happy. Whatever. The backup quarterback, who, mind you, has never played football in his life, we turned this kid into a pretty good backup quarterback. He played some. You know, most teams even play at all. These kids were about 13, all right? So he comes up to me at the end of the game, comes out to, like, the 50-yard line, out onto the field. What? Okay? Yelling awesome. from the sideline out. Awesome. Why didn't my kid play? Why isn't my kid playing? Comes up and bumps me in the chest, Joe. Boom, he hits me like this, right? So, boom, hits me in the chest. So now, you know, you know me. People out there don't as much, but, you know, that could have been a real problem. And so, bumps me in the chest, and I'm just standing. I'm shaking my head, and I'm looking at all the other kids are on the sideline watching this, my team. And then my son's watching it, too. He's on the team. And I'm thinking, no. It's time to be. I can't. I have to be a good example. I can't be oh, a bad example. You have to. You know? So, in other words, I can't go and stuff this guy in the dumpster right now. <laughs> like I really want to do. Put him in a trash in. can. I Get can't do that. In. Right. So I said, I said, look, I'll talk to you about this after whatever. And I grab one of the other. Side. I said, Get this guy out of my face right now. I can't do. This is what drives me freaking crazy, Joe. Drives me freaking <laughs> crazy. And and for girls or boys that that perform on stage. You oh, know, don't like even pageants it, and crap. Yeah. Like, have you yeah. seen these people? Oh yeah, don't even those people. I, I don't those uh, those people are on another planet, another level. I mean, I they, mean, you know, they cake them up and make up and 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 you know, prance them around. I'm like, you look like Gene ah, Simmons. Gene Simmons. Well, Gene Simmons. Yeah, like Gene Most of our listeners out there from Kiss, everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you don't mean seventies, you know, eighties. Yeah, you know. They look at, and then the parents, the mom, the moms, the dads, whoever, oh, they think their kid is like in the Russian barrel ballerina over here in the Russian ballet. Oh, yeah. They think kids yeah. spinning around, doing wrong things, <laughs> cute, cute as hell. I mean, you know, but they're doing other things. They're not even paying attention. They're all they're all spackled up with makeup and all this other stuff's going on. Yeah. And the parents friggin' swarm the stage. It's like it's like 
put the light on and roaches run away. You know what I mean? <laughs> they all swarm the stage with the video cameras and all this stuff. I have the new iPhone. I, I bought the iPhone 14 so that I could come to this event and video my star, my star who's going to end up somewhere. Some, oh, my God. And listen, people out there, do me, do every coach on the planet, do every official on the planet a favor. Stay home. Don't come to the games. Send somebody to video it and leave us alone. Send the mediator representative of your 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 team, your 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 family team. And that's it. And that's my and that's the crisis oh. for me because it drives me nuts. It oh, we're drives gonna have me to. Nuts. We're gonna have to add in a few more of these. You know. Well, Some more so, uh, uh, Corso's Crisis, for sure. Much to Mark's dismay, Corso's <laughs> Crisis was presented by Jag Media Productions. And, uh, hey, listen, I think it's time to hear from – you've heard enough from, uh, from us right now. I think it's time to hear from one of you out in the nation in Heated Hotline. Hey, guys, this is Shea from Providence. Heimblum is turning the Red Sox into a small market team. He's destroying what was built during the 2000s. He needs to go. What are your thoughts? Short and sweet. It is. Shay from Providence. We appreciate uh, we appreciate that call. Yeah, listen, and we're going to be getting at the Yankees Red Sox in about 30 seconds. So yeah. I'm glad that I'm glad you put it here in this spot. And I'm right? sure you intended to do that. So it would work. I put it right there and I added some a little bit of a little bit of this background yeah. music just to get, hey, can get you the, please, get the can you, mood. Can you, can you get the Corso's <laughs> crisis off the freaking? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, you we know? could do that. A lot of things going on here today. And, it uh, is, you know. it is. You're doing a bang-up <laughs> job. Fantastic, Joe. If I can um, find it, we'll get listen, it up there. Uh, there I, I, I agree with the caller. Um, this is a big market team. The Red Sox are a big market team. $200 million payroll. Listen, $200 million payroll. You bring in Hein Bloom, who's a small market guy. He's a small market GM. Takes a team like Tampa Bay, okay? Mm. Tampa Bay Rays. They develop the farm system, draft well, all those kinds of things. And then guys go make money somewhere else, you know. Um, that's not Boston, and that's what they're becoming. Yeah, yeah. And, and not to mention, they're they're kind of ruining our 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 thing here, our segment. You know, I'm, uh, what do we? I'm gonna have to change something here because we're trying to do a Red Sox Yankees rivalry segment to bring back that rivalry between the two teams. And when they suck, I, I got no wash here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, hey, listen, and Joe is nothing if not about the washes. Love here. the washes. So, get so get if nothing else, Boston, will you please get on the stick? Because you know we need to play the proper wash. But no, it's true. Listen, um, you but can why? see it happening why? at first base. Well, why I mean, do they suck? It, it, What's going? Well, on? it's a there's a couple of things. Okay, it, it, as far as the management goes and the philosophy of of what the caller is 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 calling about. Yeah, um, it could be one of. Either ownership is basically saying we want to spend less money. We want to be under that basic salary cap, Joe mm. luxury tax. Okay. Um, it's either something like that or it's just the GM's mentality. It's just what he is, how he's built and what he's used to. I mean, you could see it happening at first base. You know, they every big market team has a great first baseman. Everyone. Great. A good one. A, a, a money one. A guy that can hit. Somebody like that. Boston is void of that for two years now, for two seasons, mm. which is a lot. You know, you got Dahlbeck over there, and you got Frenchy Cordero is a goddamn disaster at first know. base. So yeah. you got that happening. What they're doing to Bogarts, the shortstop, I mean, they're going to nickel and dine him, and he's going to be gone. They're not going to – he's going to opt out, and they're not going to re-sign him. They're going to use the excuse of paying Devers, which is a small market mentality, you know? 
So yeah, it, it pisses Reds, it pisses Yankees fans off. Uh, I'm sorry, Red Sox fans off. It would piss Yankees fans off too. But it pisses the Red Sox fans off, and I don't blame you for being pissed off because that's where they're going. They're heading in that direction. So getting cheaper the guys. They got. Oh, the that's the point. It. That's the problem. They do have. The you know money. what I mean? Well, they're putting it all into the soccer team in Liverpool. Oh, that's why. <laughs> and and the Penguins. Uh, that's why. And the Penguins okay. hockey team. So, yeah, no, listen, uh, Shay, you got to make a great point. I think you're speaking for all the Red Sox fans out there when you say that, and I'm a little nervous for them, too, that it's going to go down that direction because this is year three of Hein Bloom. They should be mm. winning more. You know, yeah, this, right? is, this should not be happening. They should be a much better team than they are right now. I mean, you went from 2018, 19, you know, winning in the 90s, you know, 90, 90 games, you know, to yeah. 100 games, yeah. a, a World Series, to now this. <clears throat> because right now they're 25 and 27. So, you know, that's a problem. And mm. you know what? Uh, that that that's a perfect segue, Joe. Um, Heated Hotline was presented by Studio Forty Two Designs. This is a perfect segue into Yankees versus Red Sox, I think, because wow. that's we got to expound wow. on all of this, and let's do that right now, Joe. Oh, let's do that. I just love that tugboat harbor sort of. Let's get these two on the on the map here again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's stay with the Red Sox, okay? Yeah. As I said, you know they're twenty five and twenty seven. Um, looking down, you know, the, at the reasons for this. Um, and Mock and I have had a lot of, you know, Mock's the guru. I mean, he's the he's the he's the baseball guy. Um, but I don't think it takes a ton to 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 recognize what the hell is happening with this team. And to me. Mm. You know, the biggest problem is that the bullpen sucks. I mean, yeah, that's it. I mean, the back end of this, they just, I mean, they have the most losses in the league, most second blown and blown saves. I was just going to say that second most blown saves. Yep. And, you know, they, they or leads, can't rather. Yeah. And, and they just, they're just bad. And the closer mm. is, they, they, they have no closer. It's, it's, and so I don't know if that's fixable. You know, I don't think I don't think they can fix that unless they make major moves. But the problem is, is when you're 25 and 27, you become sellers, not buyers at mm, the trade right, deadline. Right. So now you're going to hover in that situation where uh, are we are we trading for guys? Are we trading away guys? Because Bogarts is one of these guys where if you're not going to sign him, then trade him. Yeah, there will right. be a team that will take him on on a, on a rent basis and, 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 and end up paying him, you know, what, what he's supposed to be paid to play shortstop. Um, it always well, again, gets sticky though in a situation like this is because when they're not performing and they're not winning and not technically not playing, like how 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 much stock is in a player at that point when they're not producing? You know what I mean? I know they're not producing as a team as a whole, but then when you have to sell somebody off, like he's part of that whole, whoever it is, what what value are they? There are point? certain guys, you know, there are certain guys that that will say, well. Team's not playing well, but we know we can get something from this guy. And right. I think Bogarts is that kind of guy. Okay. That All max right. guy that, that that other teams are going to look at and say, yeah, okay, whatever's going on there, but I know he'll get he'll give he'll give us the uh what we need over here. So, but again, these are the problems. But the bullpen to me is yep. the biggest issue. That's the biggest issue. They can't hold a lead. And when and by the way, when they're down, when they're trailing after six innings, they're one in 16. So, so they're not and, – and that's the next problem with the Red Sox to me. I mean, Trevor Story and Mox talked about this. 
you listen to these friggin' clowns, the local mock media who Lamock loves to torture. Okay. Yeah. He's right. They're talking about story can't he can't hit the ball. All I keep hearing is he had trouble with the fastball. How about the location? Like Mark says, away pitches, not on away. Can't get there. Can't get out and hit those pitches, take them opposite field, do anything like that. He has trouble with that. I don't know if that'll turn around, but defensively at second base has been they had two errors um mm -hmm. the other night. You know, and it's routine. They're always having these errors. So the back end of the bullpen's horrendous. Starting pitching isn't that bad, but the oh. back end's horrendous. And here's the other thing. Mark made an argument last week or the week before about Martinez. He's one of the top in the league in hitting and all this. I have a problem with their hitting, okay, because there's no clutch hitting. Yeah. So like, I think that's only when they're leading, though, right? Exactly. When they have a lead, you know, you see the stats being padded. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I just gave you the stat. I mean, they're down after six. They're one and 16. So they can't hit in the clutch. I mean, they're not hitting when it's time to hit. They're right. not moving runs. Mark, uh, Mark, Joe, they had a freaking – I know, I'm sorry. They had a uh, – They had a game Well, he's been night. known to do that. He has been known. I will say this. He has been known to just jump in online on, 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 the, on the call as we're doing this live, yeah. you know. But, from time uh, to time. but here, here's, here's the thing. They had there was a game the other night. They were, I don't remember who they were playing, but they played in a game the other night. They had a um, they were down one run late in the mm -hmm. game. They had second and uh, first and second, no outs. Now, you're telling me you can't man, you can't get that run in from second to tie that game. All you need is two fly balls. They don't have to be hits. Two fly balls in the outfield, the runner's home, and now you're tied up. They couldn't right. get that done. They couldn't get, and they had the meat of their order to do it. And they couldn't get it done. So to me, those are the two issues. So for you out there talking about Yankees versus Red Sox and this rivalry that's in the toilet right now because of what the Yankees are doing. Yeah, I mean, I don't see it happening. Usually, when you get to Memorial Day, if yep. you're not in a if you're not in a place where you can make that run, you, you're is probably it, is not. Is it over for him? What do you think, though? Is it over if they're not in that spot? Yeah, or, I do. Yeah. Yeah, because they're not they're gonna have to sell they're gonna have to gain pieces in order to fix the bullpen. And I don't think they can do it. Yeah. I, I don't think they want to do it. We just talked to Shea about that, about the small market mentality. You think they're gonna go now buy guys out there at the trade deadline? I, I don't I don't I don't see that happening. Do you? It, it almost becomes one of those things again where it's like, aren't you aren't you playing for this season, this series, this now, you know? Belichick does that some sometimes too, where it's like, who are you playing for? When are you playing for this this futurist sort of team? Isn't it now always? You know what I mean? And they yeah. always say that it is, but yet they're doing things and moves like that. And you're like, okay, I don't get it anymore. Yeah. Well, again, and, and conversely, you know the the Yankees. We'll talk about them really quick. Uh, you know they're still they you know they had a little dip. They came back to reality a little bit over the mm. last couple of weeks. Um, trickled in a couple of losses there. They weren't reeling off 10, 10 wins in a row, things like that. But Judge, Judge yeah. is having a – I mean, he's having a – Why clearly, did I tell you? Yeah. Why did I tell you? I called that, you know, because he's having one of those, like, uh, free agent season sort of seasons. You know what I mean? It feels like anyways. But that stuff sort of creates this sort of momentous virus feeling that the team now is winning. And then you go, is it him? Is it that? Is it Boone? <sighs> <laughs> right oh don't make me say it I, I you know i mean i i tell you what with boone 
I, he's managing so much better than Cora right now. I mean, and, and speaking of which, I I just I just uh, just caught wind of this that Girardi's out on the outs in Philly. Philly, I love Girardi. They're gonna bring him back. Like Philly's gonna Girardi win. Too, like, like Philly's ever yeah. gonna win anyway. I mean, no, yeah. but I love Girardi. I'm talking about the Yankees. They gonna bring him back? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Girardi back in the team. Bo- but Boone's not Boone's not using analytics. I mean, he's he's co- he's coaching from the hip, which I like. Yeah, yep. So, I do like that. And they're top of the league right now. What are they? 37, 38, and 15, something like that. Yeah, 38, 15. They're they're I think they're two two ahead in the whole MLB. Mm. Um, and I think maybe two or three in um uh, in the in the American League. But judge, 20 home runs already. Uh he's on pace for 62. I don't think he's gonna hit 62, but uh, you know, mm, he'll come back to reality awesome. a little that bit. That would be awesome um, But they should have given him the extension. Now, now they yeah. have a problem. You yeah, I pay know. that. Pay hey. that man. Pay be like yeah, Deion yeah. Sanders. Pay that man. Right. But you knew that was coming. You knew that was going to come. Which to me, though, as a fan, you go, I don't care. I love that coming again because we're here as fans to say we want to win it now. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? We don't. Yeah. We get you guys need to be paid for what you're. You're. You know, basically your theatrics out there. Be paid for it, sure. But win the games. Yeah. Bring yeah. us the trophy. Well, Bring they're doing what, it. I mean, they're winning yeah. the games, so, and, and, and it awesome. is contagious, Joe. I mean, you talk yeah. about that. Is it contagious? Well, they're getting hitting uh, guys, Rizzo, Torres. Uh, they're getting timely hitting. They're getting small ball. They're, you know, it isn't just monster home runs. You know, you're getting that from Judge. Yeah, yes. Right. And you're doing it with the stands, typical trip to the friggin' DL, uh, you know, the disabled yep. list or the, yep. you know, he's always hurt. So they're getting that done and they're getting it done with pitchers. I mean, Cortez is six and one. Um, he's got an ERA that's under two and he's the leading scion candidate, you hmm. know, as of right now. So, I mean, they're getting it from all ends, you know, and I think that their bullpen, um, you know, the, the, the bullpens, the bullpen's good. It's yes. It's cooled off a little bit. Okay. Um, Chapman goes on the IR, uh, yep. but a new closer steps up this Clint Holmes, you know, yeah, I, I think yeah. He, he can be something too. So we'll, we'll see about all that. We're going to have a lot more to say. I'm sure Mark is listening to this. Yeah. And I'm sure. He's going to want to, uh, come in and put his two cents and we, maybe we I'm excited laugh. to, I'm excited, you know, finally, finally, because this, this group, this, this core group of players, you know, um, it took them a little while. Don't you think? To get did. to where it you did. feel like they should have been for the last two years, at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. but it's good yeah. to see so, as a Yankee fan to go, all right, now now I'm excited, you know. And you know, as as also as a Yankee fan, I will say this about the Red Sox is what, what we were talking about earlier is that the fact that, you know, I'm probably maybe a, a small percentage that enjoyed the fact that when the Red Sox finally, finally won, you know, and then got to the where they are now as far as having the the money to to compete it brings back that rivalry that's real and i love that i always love that sort of stuff in sports because yeah. like what else is there you know what i mean but anyways it's good for those parents that are on the sideline so yeah exactly yankees so. versus red sox was presented by corso law group arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm corsolawgroup.com allow us to be your voice hey we're going to talk ota if anybody knows what that even is And we're going to do that in real deal right after this. 
It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. Okay, should we be excited or worried with what we saw after OTAs? That's the question. Well, first of all, for, uh, for some fans out there, we did have some some people write in and ask some questions. Like, what the hell are OTAs? Well, can we get can we do the wash first and then we'll? Oh uh, yeah, and then we'll deal with yeah. So, uh, yeah. For a second, I was going to ask you the so same. Shut question. up and let me set it up, okay? Oh, okay, <laughs> so here we go. We gotta be now. Listen, let's get the real deal. We'll talk about it right now. What are you writing now? Some working over here. You're talking about not just some working. That's why we are the real deal. Doing the feel. It's going to be real. I was going to have to superpose my face over Mark's for that. <laughs> Watch. Joseph. So those, the question that I have, yes, uh, we're getting into is, as you mentioned, what are the OTAs? What the hell are they? What, why are they necessary? Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm with you. Organize their organized team activities is what like what like arts and crafts like what are these guys yeah, doing? They out get there? there and see if they can get a you know a, a build a pot a, a, oh. you know. Okay. So, no, I mean they're out there. They're they're in shorts, t-shirts, um, you know, helmets. Uh, they're out there running drills, and they go individual positions and they run the drills, work on some some a lot of conditioning, mm-hmm. and then they come together in what they call seven on sevens, which is basically all the skill positions: receivers, defensive backs, linebackers. Uh, running back, quarterback, and they run, you know, a lot of a lot of offense, defense. No linemen in that. Um, linemen are off doing other drills, and then they bring it on eleven on eleven. Um, run some plays, a lot of talking, a lot of walking through things, um, and trying to learn, trying to learn the playbook, trying to learn what we're doing. Um, mm. Not so much at this point situational football, but but more so. Okay. Let's get the gist down. You know, that's really what what those are. What what's happening. In that. So what? So <clears throat> when they're they're going through this now, and I, I can see how that's useful for like let's say rookies and, and such, you know. And but we've heard from Thornton and, and, and Jones and stuff like that. But like, what else are they looking for in these OTAs? Like, who who looks good? Who doesn't look good? Is that what they're looking for? Yeah. Yes. And no. Or I just mean, to teach them and learn and get. Yeah, the, that's get that's what they're at. looking at. And and, and okay. the vet, it's good for the rookies. Yes, but it's also good for the veterans too because you're every year really is a different animal. You know, what okay. I mean, because you're you're yeah, the playbook may be the same, but maybe some nuances. But you're you're melding and mixing. The, the NFL is so much movement in the NFL now that you're mixing guys into your roster every single year. And the as much time as you can get in teaching, learning physically. You can you you're gonna benefit from it, in my opinion, you know. But it is more of a teaching situation. Is more of a um, you know X's and O's kind of. This is our general concept. This is how we do it. Are they grasping mm. it? Um, I will say that I, I give more worth to it. I guess you would say on the offensive side of the ball than the defensive side of the ball. Okay. 
you know, simply because you want to know why, don't you? I do. I mean, I thought you were going to go into it because I, I mean, because, because like it's a, it's a, it's an open ended question because like our, you know, the question then becomes like, you know, like I said, who's looking good? Who is, is this thing even necessary? Then once you get the down answered points that you just made, now who's looking good? Can we take anything from what we're seeing now? Or are we yeah. just bored? Just kind of like we had to throw some football stuff in there because we're in that in between because it's June. You know what I mean? Well, I think the fan interest and the sports talk interest. Yeah, it has. I'm sure it has something to do with that. Yeah, I mean it's June. You know, it's June fourth, and you know, training camp comes. I'm, I'm dying. Like I get to this point in the year, dude, and I can't. I can't wait. Freaking training camp. Let's go. I want to see pads on. Let's move. Even at the high school, we're over there working. Same <laughs> old kind of OTA deals all June, you know, five o'clock in the morning practices. Oh, oh anyway, that's nice. That sucks. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can get things. Well, let's just keep it to the skill guy. Let's keep it to off um, wide receiver, corner, uh, defensive back, because those right. are really who people look at. And for me, and Mark's been up on this guy a lot. Thornton is the rookie. Yeah. Wide receiver, yeah, yeah. right? So I think he, they say he's looked great. He gets a lot of 50, 50 balls. He's getting, he's, he's running that. He's, he's just speed. Speed, mm. speed, and more speed. But he, but the the thing that people are really happy with is his, are his hands, his ability to show himself to the quarterback, uh, to make a good target. Um, and again, he has small hands, but strong hands. So he will take those balls out of the air away from defensive backs. Now, I say that, and Parker too, uh, Devontae Parker, who's the new receiver they drafted, they um, traded for. He's a, they say he looks right. And I thought he would, I, I think he's a good receiver, a real good receiver in this league. Um, yeah. You know, not elite, but down in that, right at that next level. Um, so I think he's going to be good too. I say that the offense gets more because it's, look, you're learning the plays, you're learning route combinations, you're learning route trees. You're, you're, you're trying to figure out how, how the offense works. Okay. It's without the pads on as a wide receiver, it's less of an issue without the pads on as a defensive back. Right. Okay. okay. Because you can still work a lot of hand fighting as a wide receiver, how to get off the line, what your first steps are, how do you get off press coverage, those kinds of things. Um, and, 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 and your crisp route running and how you show your hands, all the things I just mentioned, but for a defensive back, physically, it's fine. Conditioning. It's fine to figure out how I turn my hips, how fluid I am and doing things. That's fine. I turn my hips really. How well. do you turn your hips? My hips, hips, hips. Peaches <laughs> for me. So, uh, <laughs> so don't make me laugh. I, I, I lose the camera. So, and we're running out of time. So, yeah. Um, but like people have said, Jack Jones looks good. The 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 ASU rookie corner that I didn't like the pick at all, but they say he looks great. Look, yeah. yeah be yeah. careful. You know, temper that right now. Okay, because corners. You know, yeah, you could see the fluid of the hips. You could see that. But, you know, until you get other guys on that field, until you get the linebackers out with coverage, until you get pads on, until you see how they come off the ball and how you mix in um, to a to a reactionary call on the field, on defense, that you're changing up the coverages and, and working in unison with your other secondary, let's temper that. I don't think you gain as much from that. But it's I good will. to see. it's good to see that they're on the good end of it. And then speaking on the good end, just like, before say we it go, looks like shit, and that's about the problem. You know? But just before we go on the good end, uh, am I able to now start up a Mac Mania? Um, 
<clears throat> I know. Is that it's looking not- good? Well, you and your washes that you love so yeah, much. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, if they suck, I can't. I got to start something new. I got to create a whole new wash. Create a whole he new, looks like he's graphic. in great. Just, he, yeah, he looks like he's in great shape. Um, he looks right, like he's in great good. shape. He, to me, he's a little thin, but he's more. He looks more a lot more athletic. Guys are commenting on that. You heard Bourne talk about that. Um, I think he needs to strengthen up, uh, bulk up a little bit more as far as muscle, because he's going to take beatings and hits. Maybe he's on that TB12 yoga sort of whatever. You, you know what? You had to, right? You had to. Yeah, magic, magic people to do it. You know, the game. Did you see that the match earlier this week? We'll talk about that next show because I think Mox has some yeah. stuff about the match yeah. where Aaron Rodgers and Brady played golf against Mahomes and Allen. Oh, yeah, that'll be a good one. We'll talk about that. But and a notable, notable misses from OTAs. Isaiah Wynn, Judon, Brown, Peppers. Forget Judon, forget. I just want to leave you all with this. Isaiah Wynn and Brown. The two tackles. We're going to have a huge issue in depth at tackle because these two fat asses should be at OTAs conditioning. And the fact that they're not there, look, you two guys are not good enough to miss one second of practice. Not the way you shuffle your feet or don't. So I would be concerned about the offensive tackle spot not showing up for OTAs. Mandatory minicamp gets started middle of June, next week or two. So we'll have more, a lot more to say on that um, in the coming in the coming week. So real deal was uh, oh, and Joe mm-hmm. for our people out there for our people. I want to hear from you in heated hotline. Tell me what you think about the OTAs. Are we in trouble? Can you glean anything from it? Heated hotline. Make sure you call. So real deal was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? SpecialSaucePodcast.com. Time to go, Joe. Excellent job today. Oh, thanks. Appreciate you filling in, uh, running double duty. So thank you for that. Thank you for all for listening out in the nation. Hey, all our shows are up for you to listen, watch, you know, follow us, subscribe, hit those little links that take you right into the show. We want to hear from you in heated hotline. So make sure you're calling on that and come back next next week, 7 p.m. Eastern. Celtics continue continue their quest for 18. We'll have all the coverage on that. I'm sure Mark will not be at a loss for words. In this for this series. And look, anything you bring to the table in Heated Hotline, we're going to be ready. Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. See you next Saturday.